Let's fly down the five. Destination, Pachunga Arena. Everything San Diego goals. And the American Hockey League, right now on Goals Report. Welcome into Gulls Report here on Duckstream. I'm Alexis Downey in the Paul Korea studio in Anaheim, joined by the voice of the Gulls, Andy Zilch. Andy, where are you chatting with me from? Well, we're in Abbotsford, British Columbia, and something's falling from the sky. It, it creates some sort of moisture. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but finding out that it's called rain here in Abbotsford, oh. which they had plenty of. <laughs> something we're not really i mean we see a little bit of it in southern california but not too much <laughs> well they actually so i got a story kickstart a story for you here last okay. year uh it was around this time of the year i think abbotsford actually got flooded very severely so bad that their host hotel was flooded and uh, i learned today that they had some pto players that were in there they got stuck in the hotel and they had to figure out a way to get them back to some sort of land because it, you know, it's obviously there's mm-hmm. peaks and valleys here in the city. So they had to figure out a way to get some of these players off. So they had to get three or four different players from that hotel. Now, I don't know the means of transportation that they got <laughs> off of that hotel, little swamp area there, but uh, <laughs> they got them off. And then, uh, you know, they resumed play a little bit later on here in Abbotsford, but they had a little sequence where they couldn't play uh, just because teams couldn't get in just because it was so surrounded by water. Wow. You know, I really thought you were going to say snow at first. <laughs> no, not not yet. I was like, already? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, ironically enough, uh, the San Jose Barracuda were playing right before that flood hit. And Roy Sommer, who was the coach of the Barracuda last year, he said if they would have waited another hour to leave the city, mm-hmm. they would have been stopped. Wow. He said that's how hard it was coming down. Jeez. Well, I'm glad that it's not too bad for you and the the whole team on this road trip right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we should be good sitting pretty here. It stopped raining. <laughs> it, it was raining pretty good yesterday, but we're good now. Looking at last weekend, the Gulls fell in both of their games against Ontario, losing on Friday 2-1, to one, a close one, and then Saturday 5-1. to one. What was the story with the group? Well, the Friday game was actually an incredible game, and you know, and sometimes you're going to walk away from games where you lose and you played really well. And mm-hmm. I think that was the case for the Gauls there. There was just overall, there was great pace, great tempo to the game. Passes were executed. I mean, almost like 90%. Like they were just taped to tape throughout the entire game. And, and I really enjoyed watching it and broadcasting it. And I think the fans enjoyed it too. And then you turn the page to Saturday and just the, the execution wasn't there for the Gauls. They were having struggling issues with uh, defensive work in their own zone. And that got quickly addressed. And the coaching staff, you know, within a quick, what, 36 to 48 hour time frame after that, they went to practice. They got their their skills honed and then they prepared for Colorado, which they obviously took the victory on. Yeah. And that was a nice bounce back win on Wednesday, four to three against the Colorado Eagles. Now, I know that the team had multiple power play opportunities as a part of that game, and it sounded like it was a very physical match, too. Yeah, there was two fights, and uh, we saw, I think it was collectively 14 penalties between the two games in Ontario, but then that spiked again when Colorado came into town, and really, it, it had a little bit to do with the intensity and the aggression, and there was two fights. There was... Uh, you know, a few penalties that I'm sure the coaching staff would have not wanted to see their team take. And that's for either side, for Colorado or for San Diego. 
So we kind of got caught into that penalty game again where our special teams took advantage. And thankfully they did because the Gulls' kill was absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. They bottled up Colorado really well. And then the power play came through. And, and if the power play didn't, the Gulls would have lost that game. That's absolutely certain. And leading the way was Nicholas Briard again. He's been absolutely killing it on the power play. And then Rocco Grimaldi really stood out that game too. What has it been like in practice for those two in particular? I mean, you mentioned leading the way. They are leading the team in points right now. Is it what they're doing in practice, or wh- why do you think they've been playing so successfully? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, you uh, you practice what you preach, and mm-hmm. you know if you're not practicing hard, you're, you're not going to be successful in the games. You know, that's why they practice. But I, I think also, too, I think it's just their hockey IQ and the fact that they're so calm uh, when they have the puck. I mean, that's that's the crucial thing here at this level. And then, of course, when you get to the NHL level. But, you know, for college kids that are listening to this or anybody that's watching collegiate games, you know, sometimes these kids hurry up with the puck. And you got to make sure that you're calm. And Ruyard works the quarterback position on the power play. And mm-hmm. he's just so smooth with what he does with the puck. And he's not hurrying it up. And he's not forcing anything. And I think that's why he's been able to find himself on the score sheet so predominantly here early in the season. And, and the same thing for Rocco. But with Rocco Grimaldi, I mean, he's just so darn fast. Like, mm-hmm. he's probably one of the fastest players in the league. And that uh, that might catch some defensemen off guard. And they think he's fast, but then they realize just how fast he really is. And then by the time you do that, he's already executed a play. And certainly a big weekend coming up for Bruyard, who registered his third multi-point game during that game on Wednesday. So I'm sure he's going to want to carry that momentum into this weekend on the road. Yeah, and, and uh, he actually achieved a milestone in Ontario. We played his 100 AHL game. Bruyard's got a really interesting story because he came out of junior hockey and played one season professionally. He only played one AHL game at the Toronto Marlies. But he was more so an ECHLer with the Orlando Solar Bears. And then he decided, you know what, I'm going to go to school. And he went to McGill University, which is a very prestigious, intelligent school. And he got his degree there. And then he decided, you know, I'm going to come back and see if I can get some pro looks again. And he did with San Diego and he's excelled. So he's a little bit older than what you would think for a guy who's skating in his third pro season now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's why he's got a letter that's i think why he he gets a letter every now and then and uh he's also a guy who can lead by off the ice too and it's it's a very crucial season for him because you know he's trying to latch on and you know everybody's got the dream of making the nhl and i know that's his too now in terms of the five on five play where has that level of competitiveness been through these first couple games well, that's where the coaching staff wants to see this team pick it up, where mm-hmm. we've had some really good ways of, of good energy on five on five. We've dominated at times. And then there's been times where we've been him back in our own zone and we've had some issues either a getting the puck covered, getting, uh, you know, some support for the goaltending or just getting the puck out of the zone and getting line changes, things of that nature. I mean, uh, I, I've seen it really excel and I've seen the Gauls dominate at times. But then you get that that flow back into your own zone. And I think the consistency is what the coaching staff wants. And, you know, if you can wave your magic wand as a coach and you find consistency, you're going to be the best coach in the NHL. So 
Now, the team is on the road, obviously, this weekend, and it will be the Canucks home opener in their game tonight. I noticed also that the Canucks head coach is former Blackhawks coach Jeremy Colleton. What are you expecting to see from this game and this series this weekend? Well, it's uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because the Gauls have had some trouble coming up here in, in the uh, past mm-hmm. year. But it's a little bit of a different regime now, and, and you got some different key cogs in the lineup. Uh, from what I've seen with the Abbotsford Canucks, especially last year, is you can't take any line lightly. I remember it was like seven seconds into a game last year, and their fourth line was able to come up with a goal right off the faceoff. So you can't take anybody lightly on this team. And you can say it up in anybody in the AHL, but I think it's really true for this team. And last year was a different coach, Trent Call, who's now in the NHL with the Canucks as an assistant. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect anything to change in terms of the tempo and the depth that this club has in this organization. We know that the Canucks are struggling. They finally got their first one last night. But mm-hmm. uh, despite whatever the NHL club is doing, I think Vancouver's done a really good job of realizing some of those uh, quote, lower tier AHL players and making sure that they excel. And they certainly have. Now, with this being the second road trip for the team this season, how have you seen them kind of do some team bonding off of the ice early too? right now? Yeah, I mean, you had uh, you had a good trip in Grand Rapids for the guys to get together and, and get to know one another that haven't played with each other. And I think it's kind of uh, important here that you get another road trip. And, you know, you had a full travel day yesterday. Guys are having breakfast with one another in the airport on our layover. And, and you come into Abbotsford and I saw some guys having kind of a, a lunch, a late lunch at Tim Hortons. And yeah. I'm sure they went out to dinner last night, too. So, you know, it, it creates a really good team bond. And this is a team where you can really tell that all the guys like one another and, and they're all pulling the same rope. And uh, I, I really think that there's a really good chemistry too, between a lot of players here in this locker room from guys that haven't been here before. I mean, that's the crucial thing is you mm-hmm. make the, the guys who haven't played in this organization before feel like they've been with it and they belong. And I think that's very important. And that's what this team is accomplishing. Andy Zilch, the voice of the San Diego Gulls. Good luck to the team this weekend. Thank you for joining me here on duck stream. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.